you gotta have the different um, radio guys because then you have the nighttime guy where it's like, hey, welcome to Neil's Corner. It's nighttime, <laughs> and we're gonna play the smooth music to get you through the night. Or we can have the morning DJs where it's like, hey, 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 this is Neil and the D Man here. <laughs> Five after the hour, traffic, traffic, weather, traffic. Oh, <laughs> looks like it's sunny. Uh, let's get some news from the weather girl. Wait, no, sorry. News from the news girl. <laughs> you don't get news from the weather girl. Weather from the weather guy. Let's go to <laughs> Chopper Tom. How you doing, Chopper Tom? <laughs> There's an accident on the 15. <laughs> going southbound. Starting at Sahara. Oh, man. Stop it. Go. Hit the brakes around the 95 on the rainbow curve. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Genesee Black. Whoa. Genesee, I, I may have talked about it before, is a, what's it called? It's a brewery in Rochester, New York. Right. And then I f- first found the uh, Genesee Cream Ale. We used to sell it at Trader Joe's back in the day in bottles, which I've never seen again. And apparently, you know, we stopped selling it at Trader Joe's and stuff. And then I told Lisa that I really dug this one beer. And she says, oh, that's like... The beer by my house. So I've been to the brewery and they've been, you know, they've been making it, you know, in Rochester from like, you know, 150 years or something. I wonder if it says how long they've been doing it. Someone doesn't say it. But this is like the, what's it called? Genesee Brewery. Here we are. This is the like malt liquor version or something. Oh, 1878. Here it's on there. Nice. But this is the 8 percenter. Cool. There it is. There it is. So that ASMR for everyone. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, there's also an ice too, but the black is the one that's got more kick. Today I'm drinking a gin and tonic. Well, it's, I was drinking a gin and tonic. It's mostly gone now. But and by gin, I mean a Bombay Sapphire. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would. I. I. I don't think I've ever made a gin and tonic out of sapphire because. Is sapphire. Yeah. It's like sapphire you drink up, you know, or you drink, <laughs> you know, you drink with a squeeze of lime or something to make a, a, a martini with sapphire. You make like gin and tonic is like tangeray or something. Yeah. No, nope. My, my, my gin of choice is always Bombay Sapphire. I know. I just feel like it's a waste to mix it with tonic. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, it's probably not that bad. Yeah. But. I do like sapphire. Yeah, it's delicious. I know, and then I've had the Bombay, and I'm like, oh, it's not the same. Correct. Yep. So. I don't. I don't know what's different, but that sapphire makes it delicious. Mm, I was thinking of something else. I was drinking. Oh, oh, let's talk about sneaky beers. There's this one beer called Optimeter. It's by Spaten, which is from Munich, and we used to sell like three or four kinds at Trader Joe's once. And then I bought this one, and I loved it because it was so dark. And I like the real dark beers, even, you know, and I don't need them to be super heavy either, you know, like, a, you know, like how a Guinness or a Stout or sometimes they're super right. heavy and thick. And then the, the, this one was real dark, but, it, you know, you couldn't see through the glass. And I think I had three of them one night. And this is, guy, so 
was a long time ago, and I'm sitting there on the and on the internet, early internet for me, you know, late '90s. <laughs> oh no, no, this would be early 2000s because I was old enough to buy it. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm on the computer, and all the words started getting blurry, and I was like, "Fucking what?" And I'm like, "I'm getting, I I think I'm getting drunk here, but I had like two or three of these." What the hell? And then I look at it, it was like seven, eight percent. And I'm like, wow, that must be why. <laughs> it's like if you don't know, you know. Right. You think exactly. you're gonna be drinking like a well, not like a Coors light, you can drink like two twelve packs of that. Yeah. Do we have a topic for today? What topic did you want to do? Um I don't know, I didn't have a topic. <laughs> I thought we could do uh, you know what what is funny is I listen to other podcasts and then there's sometimes they have the feedback shows where they read all their feedback and then they answer it and i said that'd be great but we've never had any feedback, feedback. right <laughs> and when we did we had we we did talk about it on the show it was always um uh, <laughs> terry said this or alicia said that <laughs> well that was just usually them complaining about something exactly isn't that what feedback is basically Oh, yeah. And any of you who have your Among Wolves bingo cards, he already mentioned Alicia complaining about something and Terry, <laughs> Terry loves Love. <laughs> I think Terry Love's had more call-outs on this show than anybody else. I know. She's the number one fan. Yeah. Her and maybe Manny. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Manny. Well, in other news... Oh, yeah. Give me some more news. Yeah, we got other news. Um, the Dioxin Conference. So I talked to you a little bit about this. Yes. So the Dioxin Conference is um, – hold up. Let me pull up on my calendar so I get this September. right. Yeah, it's September. It's September uh, 17th and 18th, so two days there. Mm-hmm. And I want to get a table and and bring our stuff because by then, <laughs> like, I'm buying – I don't know if, if I showed you what I'm buying. But, you know, remember when we did the fish sandwiches one and it took me, like, two weeks to edit the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm what I'm buying – Oh, you want lav mics? Well, no, well, I have, I have, I have lavaliers, but what I'm buying actually is a portable little mixer that's going to take four microphones, uh, and so that's what I'm buying, and so it'll be XLR microphones because I'm going to upgrade, I'm going to upgrade us to XLR microphones as well. Oh boy! I know I'm getting fancy, and then and also because you know I think it'd be nicer to have us you know coming more like either you come to my house or I go to your house or whatever for some of these for to you know let the kids hang out and stuff like that. That would be fun. Exactly, and the wives. We, more importantly than the kids have our wives. Exactly, and then um, uh, and then we can record uh, uh, on that versus recording like with all this equipment that we have going on right here. It just makes more sense. It'll be cleaner, and that's what I'm buying. And so that's what I want to bring, and we'll bring it over to the table, and we could potentially do some interviews for some of the panelists or some of the maybe the people that are speaking, and some some of our friends to come by. Um, what I really thought would be fun is if we played like some of those. Uh, I'm really into those. Um, have you seen those dad jokes games? Uh, that that's um, where basically you have you have a couple of people that are telling each other dad jokes, and you take turns going back and forth, and you're trying not to laugh at the other guy's dad jokes. Mm. And so I thought that'd be kind of fun to do that kind of stuff, and then um, just get get feedback from people on the conference, and maybe give away some stickers, and. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be fun. Yeah, I think we could get a lot of stuff. We could get a lot of content. We could. We can get a and ton then we of content. We have like eight months worth of content. Whoa. Which works out perfectly because October, like I said, is like our our biggest download month was typically. I think a lot of that has. 
I think a lot of it has to do with, with like the confirmation season and all that stuff starts up. So people know who we are, you know, more and they remember. So they give all the stuff a try and then they're like, oh, they're too conservative for us or, oh, they're too liberal for us, which means we're doing something right. Yeah, pissing <laughs> them off left and right. <laughs> so that I thought that'd be fun. Now, other news. Today was our last confirmation of the season. Confirmation, ma- not confirmation, but confirmation class. class. Oh, good. Confirmation class of the season. So it was a good time. Um, mm-hmm. that Thus, the celebratory gin and tonic. Well, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll be back next year. That'd be nice. It'd be great to have you in the classroom again. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Now that you switched everything up, I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, you could, you could do a small group. I'd let you do a small group. Small group. Or I'd let you run Confirmation 1 or something like that. Ah, you're like, <laughs> I could let you be a small group or I'll have you in charge of everything. What? <laughs> Those are your options. You can get real close to a Confirmation 1 small group or you can run the program. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But just Confirmation 1 because Confirmation 2 is my baby. I know. I love confirmation, too. I know. I always love teaching that because I always feel like it's like, hey, you've had like 10 years of of CCD teachers. Forget all that crap. Listen to me. (laughs) Well, what do we get? Like maybe 10% of them have had that many years. If that, maybe like 3% of them have had that many years. Really? There's that few? Yeah, because that's what confirmation one ends up being is – Ends up being a catch-up year because for the for the large percentage of them, like no kidding, ninety-five percent or higher, uh, the last time they had a catechism class was when they were in second grade. Shut up! Is there really that big of a gap? Mm-hmm. Then how do we have all those kids in like fourth, fifth, and sixth and stuff like that? You know how many we we have one eighth grade class, like one eighth grade class. That's not that I'm I'm not talking about communion prep class, like. That 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 is a legit eighth grade catechism class, in a in a in a parish with eighty five hundred families, right? One eighth grade class with like ten people in it. Oh damn! Never yeah, mind. <laughs> I did every year. Yeah, me too. I just assumed most people did. I didn't know it was ninety five percent didn't. Yeah, it feels like that. I don't know what the actual numbers are, but it's really bad, especially here in the West. So, which is surprising because you came from the West. No, I'm older too. That's true. A lot older. All right. <laughs> yeah. I know. So what's been going on with you? It's been a minute. Uh, oh man. Uh nothing too big. I mean, works work and the thing. Oh yeah. Oh, did we ever tell you what happened with our leak? No. Did you fix it? Yes. Okay. So get this. <clears throat> so we had a leak coming through the ceiling of our laundry room, and there was this little crack you could see, like through the particle board or something or whatever the the drywall, and it was little drops. And then actually, it started like really running, or you know what to call the water, like came down. And Lisa's like, "Oh my god, there's all this water," and I'm like, "What the hell?" So then I could feel the the ceiling, and it's all squishy. And I'm like, oh, this has been a leak for a while. Oh, no. 
So then I like take a a, a, a knife and I cut a hole in the the roof right. the ceiling. And I could see the pipes and I could see this, but it's not leaking. So I check it out. And, and it's like, okay, um, I don't know. So why is it leaking now and blah, blah, blah. So we ran the water and stuff and nothing happened. So I was like, okay, well, we'll check it out. And and uh, um, the we're going to give the boys a bath, you know, tomorrow or something and check it out. So I, I um, Lisa took a shower and then it didn't leak. Lisa gave Henry a bath. She filled it up and let it go. And then there was no leak. So I said, I don't understand what it is. So I went upstairs and I gave Robert a bath. And then Lisa went, oh, there's water everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Mm. no, it leaked. I said, what the hell happened? I knew I should have stayed. Because I was mad because I wanted to stay down. But she had me give Robert a bath. So then I didn't get to find out what happened. So it still happened again. So I called up the plumber and said, let's check this stuff out. And so my boy Joe came over, and they ripped out all the ceiling, and they yeah. found all the mold stuff oh, and no. the fact that it's been leaking. You know, there's been a lot of water damage for, you know, for a bit. <clears throat> so I did that, and we ran all the water. We ran the bathtub. We drained the bathtub. We ran the shower. We drained the shower. We ran the bathtub and the shower in the other room. We drained that. We even ran the bathtub, and then I stood in the bathtub in case it was a weight distribution thing. Nothing. Not a drop. Oh, man. And I'm like, I don't know where the hell I came from. So he said, I don't know. And then he's doing this whole thing where he's like, well, we could replace all these pipes and all this and this. You know, they're going to go someday anyway, so. Oh, jeez. I'm like, oh, God. And it's going to be like $2,000 to do all this shit. And it's like, no. So that night we gave him a bath. And then Lisa did Henry's bath, and then I said, you do Robert's. But then Robert ran upstairs and turned on the water before, which he's not allowed to do because, you know, we don't know if he's going to turn on the water and fall in the tub and drown. So then when he goes up there, then all of a sudden there's a leak. And I said, what the hell? So, But the problem is I'm not ready for it. So I'm using a a flashlight because they took out our whole ceiling. So they took out the whole ceiling. That included the fan grates, you know, and the vent grates and the light. So there's no light in there. So I'm, like, trying to use a flashlight and looking and trying to record it so he sees it. So then I see that it's not coming out of the pipe. It's coming up from somewhere above the tub. Mm. And I'm like, I don't understand what it is. So I told Lisa about it. And she said, oh, well, you know what? Robert puts this rubber cup over the faucet. Ah, and I said, "Oh, the rubber cup," because Lisa bought this rubber cup so we could dunk, you know, pour it right. over the kids' heads. She also liked it that she put it over the faucet so Henry doesn't crack his head on the faucet. So Robert would put the cup on there and shoot it because it makes like a waterfall coming through, mm-hmm. coming out of the out of the back of the cup against the wall of the bathtub and goes down. And I never thought anything of it because it's it's all sealed and stuff you know it's all one piece the bathtub and the right and the tile are all that one piece tub so i said go up there and put the 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 cup on there so i'm on the phone with her she's running the water i say put the cup on and then the water shoots down the thing 
And I said, take the cup off, take it off. And then it stops. And I said, oh, my God, that's what it is. So I went up there and I checked. And then there's the this faucet that, that shoots the water out of the bathtub has caulking on it from 1994. And if you move it a little bit, you could see where the cock is separated from the back of the tub. So there's a small amount of space Just that enough. when you shoot that much water through, it most of it goes down yep. the back of the tub through the wall all the way down to the thing. And I said, oh, my goodness. Wow. It's been this the whole time. And I let him do it all these times because I didn't realize that it wasn't sealed. Right. I didn't realize that's what it was. So now that guy's going to seal it up and stuff with some good stuff. Nice. But then it hasn't drained since. So then I had to have him come over. You know, so they tore that stuff out. And then he came over and fixed some other pipes there. You know, I don't know if they need it. He said they need it, but I don't know if he's just saying they say they need it. But now I know I don't need to fix them. Right. <clears throat> and I put, and then they sprayed some some glue stuff over all the the plastic pipes to kind of seal it in. So that way I know that they won't break in the next 10 years. Well, that's good. Yeah. You especially know, since so. you have you, since you have your no ceiling now, might as well do some of this work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, if I'm, if I'm spending 300 bucks or something, might as well do it. So there's no leak five years from now. Yeah. Or whatever. Then they filled it in with, then what happens is they spray all that stuff and you're getting a contact high. So then they go out and buy the, the, the plywood, not plywood, sorry, you know, the drywall. Drywall, yeah. So because at first I'm like, where the hell didn't you buy the drywall before you got here? Well, they still needed an hour and a half for it to, like, dry out, to yeah. air out. Yeah. So they went and bought the stuff. I wish I knew that. I would have – I wish I knew that it was going to be, like, two hours between that because I would have gone back to work. Yeah. So I'm sitting there waiting, and I watched some more of the Justice League movie. And, oh, yeah. and some Justice League cartoons. <laughs> so I was doing that. And uh, then they come back. They filled up the drywall. And then it's about 3 o'clock. And they said, well, we're done for today. We'll have to come back and put the, you know, the the bumpy stuff on it, whatever. The, the texturize it. The texture. Yeah. We'll texture it. And then we'll let that dry and then paint it. And they're going to do that tomorrow. But... So that's the deal. So then they finished at three, and I said, okay. And then I went back to work for an hour and a half, two hours, and finished some stuff. Because, like, I, of course I get that one customer who's like, I need you to do this today. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, today? You're such a jerk. Why do you need it today? And so I wrote to him, I already had to go home for the day. I'm sorry. I won't be able to do it. Then I had time, so I said, all right, I'll do it. Maybe I'll look good. And I said, hey, I was able to get back in the office. There you go. <laughs> but that was a pain in the butt. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I watched some of the Justice League movie. Cool. What do you think so far? Where are you at? I, I finished the first two chapters, okay. or acts. Acts, yeah. So I'm on act three, and there's six acts, I guess, and a prologue or whatever. So, so far I think it's great. Yeah. Like, I'm into it. Like, I'm like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the thing, too, is I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. So I don't even remember exactly everything that happened. Oh, that's good. So it's kind of fresh. But, I yeah. mean, I'm like, oh, I remember this part a little bit. Oh, I remember this part a little bit. Like when Bruce Wayne goes over the mountains to find Aquaman in the snow. Right. And I'm like, okay. 
I remember that, but now it's kind of cooler. And the Wonder Woman scene was cool. I don't know if they changed that at all, but it was still cool. And they did. She kills people now. Oh. Which, yeah. Which makes sense for her character, but still. <laughs> well, it was then a necessity. Exactly. But then the thing, too, is the, 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 the beginning of Lord of the Rings Middle Earth fight. Yeah. From millions <laughs> of years ago. Yeah. You know, or something. And then they have Darkseid show up and kick ass and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at Darkseid. This is so much better than it was. Because yeah. it was like, oh, hey, let's do this one real quick thing with Steppenwolf there or whatever. And they already had him talking to Desaad. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Desaad's in it. So I know there's a bunch of other cool stuff because, you know, it's been out for, you know, three months or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, what it took for GV and I. We, we watched it with kind of – we watched it in four days rather than six days. But we we took an act at a time basically. Whenever a new act would come up, we, a lot of times we would, we would decide whether or not we're going to stick it out for the next part of it or if we're going to cut out and go to bed. Right. Because they're like 40 minutes each or something. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. So, so far I like it. Good. You know, and I mean, I could see where you're talking about like, oh, they could cut time yeah. out of here. But I mean, yeah, if they cut out some stuff for, you know, but if it's it's a four-hour movie on on TV. Right, right. So I'm right. like, why not do it? Who cares? Yeah. Like, because, you know, I hear about stuff like there's like a four-hour version of A League of Their Own. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you know, of course, it's, you know, it's, you know, the cut before the cut or something, you know, right. before the cut. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I'd watch a four-hour movie of A League of Their Own. I, I heard <laughs> on how they were talking about a four-hour Revenge of the Sith. And I'm like, or or whatever, I'd watch that. I always thought Revenge of the Sith needed to be twice as long. <laughs> you know. Well, it's not just that that it's extra stuff. There's there's some stuff in there that that I watched. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. Like so far, like the only part I think that that you've gotten to would be the whole singing at the as uh, Aquaman is going oh. back. And, yeah, I'm like, we don't know these characters well enough to understand what this what this is. And it just went on for a real long time. I'm like, well, this is just this just keeps going. I thought of you when I heard that. I just thought it was some way that these, you know, Norwegian, Icelandic people or whatever just, you know, do their thing to appreciate Aquaman or something. But just those two chicks, not everybody. I don't know. know. It was weird. It's probably one of those things that it's like, you know, you know, when they say, hey, let's do this. It might be cool. And then when you watch it, you go. Nah, we don't yeah. need that. Let's cut it. <laughs> yeah. But since they're doing a four-hour version, they <laughs> let's just leave it in it. there. Yeah, it's yeah. like what's it called? It's like um, when they used to do movies on television for network TV, they would add extra scenes to make the runtime fit right, with totally. commercials or something. Yeah. So you'd sit there. So like when Superman the movie came out on TV, they did it with four hours, including commercials. So it's like three hours, three and a half hour, three hour and 20 minute movie because they added all this stuff they cut out. 
And I first saw that on USA or something in the late 90s. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's all these extra scenes. You know, but apparently, you know, and then I think like two years ago, they released a DVD or Blu-ray. Right. With like the three hour and 20 minute Superman version. And I'm like, I need that. Is that the Richard Donner cut? Is that is that no? The, the same? Richard Donner cut's a different thing for right. that. That's Superman two. Oh, gotcha. Because <clears throat> I mean, He's technically, the, the Superman movies, Richard Donner's movie, anyway, is probably an earlier cut. But what they did is when it went on TV, they added extra scenes okay. to it. I so there sure were scenes like, that were cut for the theatrical movie. Gotcha. But there's sure a they... deal with Superman 2 because what they were doing is they filmed Superman 1 and 2 together. And then when they were running out of money, they sat there and said, okay, scrap all the Superman 2 scenes mm. and just finish Superman. And then so, – so you have half of Superman 2, three quarters, I don't know, finished. And then – then they finished Superman, and then there was problems between Richard Donner and the Salkinds, who were producers. And um, and so they're like, okay, screw it, and they fired Richard Donner. So then when they made Superman 2, they had Richard Lester do it, and Richard Lester made the Three Musketeers and the Four Musketeers movies for them uh, previously. Also, what's funny about those movies is those movies were filmed together back-to-back also, or simultaneously like they filmed all these scenes Man, that's gotta be to make two movies right yeah. so let's say it was a four hour justice league kind of cut for the three musketeers so what they did is they said we got this much material they had or they they planned it this way and they made two movies out of it but you know what they didn't do they didn't tell anybody that they were making two movies and they didn't pay people oh, no, for course. two movies. <laughs> That's messed up. So, like, who's in it? Like, Oliver Reed and Michael York and stuff like that. All those dudes made two movies and got paid for what? Wow. And I think that was a big deal. That That's why they weren't ever allowed to do stuff like that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So... Richard Lester does Superman 2. And then, because he's doing all these pickup shots and all these other things, he also has to refilm scenes that were already filmed because he needs to have more than 50% or 70% of the movie done mm. that he did to I be the director. It, right, in order to put his name on it. That makes right. sense. And uh, sometimes they'll have the thing where it's Richard Lester and Richard Donner directed because they both directed half or something like that. They've done, you know, co-directors and stuff before. But because they didn't want Richard Donner on there, they recorded some of the stuff he did. Hmm. That way they got him out of it. And that way there's there's you know, all those other scenes that weren't there. Also, apparently there's stuff like I never noticed this as a kid, but you hear about it a lot. Is you look at stuff where you're like, "Hey, look, Superman's a little bit beefier than before." In this scene to the next scene. Because he did a lot more working out. And do you know who trained him at a bodybuild? No. David Prowse. Darth Vader. Oh, really? Yeah, he trained Superman. Yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars, Superman. Um, crossover stuff. Crossover. Especially with, like, the extras and the under five line guys. Nice. What are those called? And James Bond movies from the 70s. Because all that was filmed on, like, Pinewood and stuff. So if you're watching, you know, 
Empire Strikes Back, you're like, oh, that guy was in Superman 2, and he was in For Your Eyes Only. Like so. that Pixar, like Pixar, <laughs> they have the same guys showing up in all their films. Oh, you know what's funny? <laughs> that you, that, oh my God, you know what you just did? You just said something that you didn't realize what you said. What did I say? Who's the guy who's in all the Pixar movies? I can't remember his name. But you know who he is, right? I do know who he is. John Ratzenberger. Uh-huh. Cliff Clavin from Cheers. If you take your average whale's intestines and stretch them out, you're looking at uh, three miles and change. Who's ham? Hey, uh, I hate to break up the road rally, guys, but they're here! And the abominable snowman and... Welcome to the Himalayas! T.T. Flea and... They're gonna make me rich! He does the voice in every one of those. And Mac. Wait a minute here. So, he is also... He has a small part in Empire Strikes Back. Does he really? Yes, he's one of the rebels in in the in uh, Echo Base. That's so funny. And he is also in Superman when they're <laughs> launching the missiles, and he's also in Superman Two when they're calling Houston about the Kryptonians attacking the moon. Holy crap! So when I gave an example of <laughs> Star Wars and Superman having the same actor yeah. in Pixar, the movie that has the same actor in every movie, right? <laughs> that is that guy who's in all those movies. Maybe just in every movie. Maybe that's his thing. He's he's got. I want. I want. Maybe that's how he makes his money. Give me three hundred dollars to do three lines in your movie. <laughs> and, and but that's what's funny too the because I loved it when Pixar made fun of that because when you watch the 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 end of Cars, they're going to the drive-through, and they did Bugs Life uh, or whatever. They did Bugs Life mm-hmm. and and Toy Story and Monsters Inc. and they were all in car versions. Yeah, but each scene, you know, and they still got Tom Hanks to be like, "You are a toy car," car. <laughs> you know, and the Boomobile is gonna be lost while we're stuck in the Himalayas, you know, all that stuff. But each one of those scenes had the real actors in it and John Ratzenberger. That's funny. So then they have Mac meta 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 textually commenting <laughs> on the movie saying, Hey, that pig that piggy bank's pretty funny. Yeah. Hey, that abominable snow machine is pretty cool. Wait a second, they're using the same guy in all these F movies. <laughs> they're just using the same actor over and over. What kind of a cut rate production is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's him. Oh, yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. So, that was a okay. good scene. Now that we did that for 20 minutes. But <laughs> so but back to the thing. So in like 2006 they made a, a movie called The Donner Cut of Superman 2. Yeah. And it was the way Superman 2 was supposed to go originally when they were filming it. So some of the, the problem is some of the scenes are like test footage of scenes that didn't get used. Some of them the original footage you know, before they cleaned it up enough. But other parts are different scenes. Like, there's a part where instead of... I don't think they go to Niagara Falls at all, so Lois never jumps in the river mm, and river. stuff for Superman to save her. She, like, literally jumps out of a building and somehow Clark, you know, gets the awning to stop her or something like that. Or There's all that stuff. And the fact is that the Kryptonians are freed from the nuclear missile that he shot into space at the end of Superman 1, not the elevator bomb from Paris in the beginning of Superman 2. Mm. So stuff like that. And the fact that he, like, 
goes around the world um reversing time right in the end of superman 2 to erase all the damage that the kryptonians made he wasn't originally supposed to do that in the end of superman 1 because if you watch in superman 1 when he saves lois and she's like oh man all this stuff happened and blah 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 and you know you barely saved me or whatever and it's like hmm that you know the way it worked it 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 was like if she fell into the pit but he saved her and she didn't die so he Mm. never had to go back and save her because they changed that later so she wasn't supposed to die and him to change time he was supposed to change time at the end of superman 2 and for some reason they said ah screw it put it at the beginning of superman (laughs) 1 or the end of superman 1 oh sorry the end of superman 1 that's funny yeah, so that's that. There's good parallels there to what they did with uh, um, Justice League. Then. Yeah, because Josh Whedon played Richard Lester and yeah changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and tried to make it a comedy, and it just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you're gonna watch and you're gonna be like all the parts that you liked from the first one, where where um, the Snyder parts because <laughs> they're still there, you know, and then all the stuff that you didn't really care for was basically gone. And that was the Joss Whedon part. Which is funny because I love the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loved the Avengers. The Avengers was fantastic. And, like, there's lots of other stuff that he's done that I, that I really liked. And then I just did not dig the Justice League at all. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I mean, actually, well, I saw it a lot later because I think I saw it in January when it came out in November. Yeah. But because it was right after, like, Robert was born or something and it's hard to get to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and everybody said on how it's terrible and it didn't make money. And then I saw it. I'm like, that's ah, not that bad. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the problem is when you see a movie and you don't see it originally, your opinion is jaded by people's reactions. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I tell that to people. I say, don't watch Goonies now at 38 because – when you watch it at 12, it is awesome. Yeah, it is. So then when you talk to people who saw it at 12 who say, Goonies is awesome, and then you watch it at 38, and you're like, oh, it's probably not awesome. Yeah. Like, I warn people of that. Or anytime you know, we say, oh, it's not going to be as good as you think because everybody says it's awesome. Like, I saw The Hangover. It wasn't great. <laughs> if I saw it in the theater, right, I would have loved it. But because everybody said it's the best thing since sliced bread, I was like, eh. But then when you watch movies when they're like, this movie's horse crap, and then you're like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like when I saw Street Fighter. Street Fighter Fighter was terrible. I know, but see, (laughs) since Street Fighter was terrible and I saw it, I said, this movie's not that bad. I don't know why they're all complaining about it. It's that whole expectation thing, right? It's yeah. the it, like there's a saying that's um that I picked up and I know uh Gerald likes it too. It's this it's the saying that uh expectation is premeditated resentment, right? <laughs> we have we have these ideas of what things are supposed to be like and whenever somebody says and, and they're so subjective too, like like somebody says that oh this movie was fantastic for you in the particular mode that you were in and the emotions that you were feeling at the particular day and the setting that it was with the people that you were around, the movie hit. 
and it hit good. You know, like a, a movie like that for me is um, I don't know if you ever saw. I think it was Mark Wahlberg's first like film. It was called The Big Hit. Did you ever see this? Oh, I thought it was Fear. It might have been Fear, but I. Oh, I, sorry, but the man. the one that I saw was Big Hit. Uh, that was the first movie I saw Mark Wahlberg in as Mark Wahlberg, right? Uh huh. And John Leguizamo was in it. it. It's a terrible film. Like he's a bad actor, and like it's really bad if you go and watch it. But I loved it. I I thought it was great. And the the whole premise was he was a hitman who was nice. He was he was polite, and and so it was, it's what made it funny. And John, I I always liked John Leguizamo, so that was really well. But if I go back and watch it now, like it's a dumb movie. But in a particular setting, I would have said this is great. I would have told anybody else like this is great because it hit at a particular time with the right actors, and and I must have been in the right mood when I watched the film. Well, also, yeah, but see, then when you watch it now, too, you could be like, oh, I remember how cool that was. Yeah, Cause, like, I still watch it. Yeah, like, I remember, for me, I think one of the best theater experiences I ever had was watching the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Nice. Because, did you ever watch South Park much? I watched the first season, yeah. Okay. Well, I watched the first season religiously, and the second was pretty, you know, close, and you know, then sooner or later I stopped watching it. But when the movie came out, like, in, <clears throat> you know, I don't know, first or second, you know, like second or third season. But it came out, and we went to see it, and there was a bunch of us that we went, you know. And then even my sister and my cousin Jason came, too, when we went to go see it with all of my friends from Search, and, and which was the retreat group I used to work on. And we went to see, like, an 11.30 show or an 11 o'clock show or something stupid like that at the United Artists Showcase Cinema. Do you remember the showcase? I do remember the showcase. The one by MGM. Yep. So they'd always have the late movies there by Off the Strip. So that was like, the only one you could get to a really late showing. Yeah, yeah. Because they would have late showings for, like, I guess in the summer when big movies came out. But other than that, this would have late showings all the time. Right. So we went with a big group in to see the theater, and everybody was crazy. I, and what's funny is, like, when you go to the movies, especially, like, at a strip, and then you see people you know who didn't go with you, yeah. and you're like, hey, look, I know this guy. Oh, I know that guy. You know, because people would go, Neil! Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, cool. And then, you know, but there's, like, the part where they're singing the song, Kyle's Mom's a Bitch. Don't do it, Carmen! Wait! Okay, okay. I'm getting pretty sick of him calling my mom. And everybody got so into it, they were clapping their hands like like it's Country Bear Jamboree. I mean, there was so many parts where everybody was so into the movie. It's kind of like, I mean, it wasn't a like Rocky Horror kind of thing right. where everybody had a thing to do. But everybody was like, part, not like participating, but just into it. And I was like... I've never I, I don't think I've ever seen anything since then, but it was just like that was like, oh wow, that was the best ever, you know, because right. like how everybody was so into it and whatever. And now if I see it, I'll be like, oh, it's pretty good because it's a, it's a good show and it's right. and it's a good musical and it's a satire and that's right up the alley, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a yeah, and that's that goes back to that whole expectation thing because. If you were to set it up to, for somebody to say, oh, I just watched the South Park film. It was so much fun. It was great. And then they watch it like, I mean, it wasn't that fun because they didn't have the same experience. Exactly. It's it's the – and that's uh, – I think that's part of the problem. 
Yep. But um, like here, here's a maybe a good example. I'm not sure if it's a good example. Have you have you watched um, Falcon Winter Soldier? Not yet. I'm okay, way behind. I, ha- I hated it. Oh. Just <laughs> so you know, I hated it, and probably probably some of that has to do with timing because I loved Wandavision. Yeah, Wandavision. Uh, WandaVision was great. Um, I thought it took a lot of risks. I thought it um, it was different, and in all the right ways. Uh, and and that uh, um, I mean, the last scene, the last episode was the only one that really felt like this is a Marvel film, right? Yeah, because it's hey, let's take to the evil version of the main character, right, and have them CGI fight. Exactly. Yeah. Let's take another Iron Man and fight. <laughs> Let's have a black leopard instead of Panther and fight CGI. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix Let's it. Let's right? do another CGI Hulk <laughs> and fight. Yeah. Which I can't really complain because that's how comics are. Because I mean, if Superman right. fought Bizarro or Flash fought the Reverse Flash, you know, and and Captain um, Marvel fights Black Adam. And it's like okay, they're just the evil version of them, you know. Right. Well, the problem the problem with that is like it's not just supposed to be like is it, the way that I understand villain and hero in comic book is this idea that the hero, uh, the <coughs> villain, is supposed to be the exact opposite of the hero, not having the same powers but just evil. Like I think of um, Superman and Lex Luthor, I think are a great example. Or like Batman and Joker. Batman and Joker, a perfect example, because you have Batman. He's order, you know. He's he's order. He's the detective. He's looking for the clues. Mm-hmm. He's he's he wears the dark colors, and then you got the Joker. He's pure chaos, and his whole point is to do random stuff and to cause problems. He doesn't have a plan. And he's bright. He's, mm-hmm. And he's always flashy. got the bright. Yep, the flashy colors going on, and and then it and then it plays on this idea of like. You know, you are both of those things. You know, you are the the Joker and you are Batman. You are chaos and you are order. And then to the extent that you and, and that's a battle that goes on in your life, right? And I like that idea and I think it's really cool. But then when you do something like this is just Iron Man with all of Iron Man's powers but evil, you lose that. You lose that um, that sense. Like I guess the closest thing you have, like it, here's everything how awesome you are. And here's what you could do with your awesomeness if you went evil, but that's that's not the same. It's not saying I have the I it's, I'm I'm I guess it's that killing joke thing. I'm one day from going insane. Yeah, you know, one bad day. One bad day from from going insane or or what? I don't know. Yeah, but but the thing, but you're right because their main villain is usually that person that you're talking about, the Lex Luthor to Superman. But then the fact is there is the evil Superman, which is like Bizarro. Right. Well, Bizarro is also a little weak, wonky, but. Right, but and like I said, he's reverse, more mentally ill. Yeah, let's say, but then you got like Reverse Flash is just bad guy Flash. He's yeah. the same thing, like literally opposite of him. But right. Reverse Flash isn't well. He's more the main villain of the Flash nowadays. But it, his old main villain was you know his main guy was like Captain Cold. Yeah, you know, and which makes sense because it slows things down. Yeah, actually, the very first Flash villain was, or for you know Barry Allen Flash, Silver Age Flash, was a guy called the Turtle. Ah, so there you go. you're going complete opposites and stuff. Yeah. But then, like, what I didn't like in like the Shazam movie, because the bad guy was uh, 
Doctor Savannah, who is Captain Marvel's bad. Oh, sorry, the, you know Captain Marvel's bad guy. Right. But that is the same thing because Savannah was like, uh, um, you know, he's very technical and making machines, and he had he'd build a giant robot to fight Captain Marvel or something. Right. And then Captain Marvel had ah my mic. <laughs> Too excited about Captain Marvel. I love me some Shazam Marvel. <laughs> yeah, and I still call him Captain Marvel. Right. But, but um, you know, so he's all magical and superpowers and flies and super strength. And he fights this, you know, you know, cartoon-esque, you know, mad scientist. Right. So that's right. But in the movie, he took all the, the sins... And they gave him energy or, you know, magic magical powers. powers. So he was practically a Shazam copy. Yep. Which is what Black Adam is. Because exactly. Black Adam is the Shazam copy. Because he even says Shazam, I think, you know. And and he has his he has his gods that make the Shazam. They're all Egyptian gods where where Captain Marvel's gods are, are, are a mix of Greek and Roman gods. You know. And that's the point. He's also like got the black costume with the with the lightning bolt too, just like Captain Marvel. Yep. You know. So now if they do Shazam two versus kept Black Adam, black it's Adam. gonna be almost the same the same movie. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Can but see that, that was the problem with the Marvel movies is they found the guy like, Oh hey the Hulk, who are you gonna fight? Oh the Hulk gonna fight the Abomination, which is just the Hulk. But evil. But evil. And the difference with the Abomination, I think, is he kept his wits more like Grey Hulk. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have him fight the leader who was right. supposed to be a small brain. dude with a big right. brain. Which they hinted at at the end because that one dude got the things in his head and it started mm-hmm. flustering. And his name was the leader's name. But they never mm-hmm. made an Incredible Hulk too, because then DC, um, Disney never wanted to give Universal a cut. So that's why... Thor Ragnarok is a backdoor pilot for Planet Hulk. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. that is. That's why Hulk is like the second star of that because it's halfway the Planet Hulk story and half the Ragnarok story. But. That makes sense. That was a fun movie, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the uh, Diocesan Conference. We're gonna have a booth. <laughs> if you want to come by and say hi to us, where's the I conference at this year? Orleans. Ooh, Orleans, like it was 10 years ago. Yeah, so at the Orleans, and then, uh, yeah, there we go. Exciting stuff. So you'll be able to do some live shows from there and stuff like that. So live. Good times. Live. You got any other topics you want to dive into? Mm. You do a twofer? Twofer? Yeah, one, re- the one recording, two shows. Oh, we're not going to have enough material for two shows. But I'm, gonna, I'm only going to pay you for one of these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once that sweet Patreon money starts rolling in. <laughs>